Suspects Jamal yeah, Marvin, yeah, yeah. and we have a special guest today, Taylor. Hello, yay! yay. yay. Hi, guys. How you guys doing, man? Um, we're all the way in Croydon today. Narnia, uh, it's true what they say. It is true what they say. Greatest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys need your own airport or something. We do, Gatwick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. How do you find it? How do you find the, the Croydon area? Do you know, I'm originally from Camberwell, so yeah. to me, this is off ends. I see. Yeah, I just came out here because I just like, I just liked it. I'm, most of my friends and like family live around here. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted to like get away from people. I did want to get away, but most of my girls like live around the Mitcham Croydon area, so oh, just okay. I yeah, that. I get that. But it's, it's it's kind of a nice place if you want to stay low key and pop into to London. Dare I say it? Mm. If you need be, and then yeah. How long does it actually take, like, to get into maybe? Central East. Uh, twenty minutes on the train. Oh, that's not too bad. Seventeen minutes to London Bridge and fifteen to Victoria. Yeah, I can't relate. We can't relate. <laughs> it took us like what twenty-five minutes to get here today. That's uh, not bad. Just here. <laughs> no, for me it took a while. It took me an hour still. Maybe two hours, because obviously I'm coming all the way from Essex now. Oh my god. Thirty-five to forty minutes because I came from literally like Deptford to. Deptford to London Bridge and London Bridge to Croydon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tram again to even get tram. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when I saw the tram, I was shocked. I was like, What? Down <laughs> I, was here shocked. Well. I was confused. And then Paul was like, Oh, they actually have a tram here. I was just like, I, That I excited know. me when I first moved. I just got on the tram. What for Bans? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just got on the tram. Okay, cool. Wait, where did you go to uni? Bedfordshire. Bedford, okay. okay. I, will, I guess we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. The experience and everything. Um, all right, so it's a Friday, Friday evening. Uh, the majority of us are just finishing work. How was that? How was, how was work today? Hectic. Hectic. Uh, last time we spoke, you were working on an integration, right? Is that all gone? Using middleware. Amen. 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 I was literally thinking that. The credits at the end, didn't it? Exactly. God be the glory. Bro, ever since I started in July, I've on this project. August, mm. like late August, and now we're just coming to the end. But the thing is that we don't get to so we are competent. Yeah, it's just that you know the Sprints. middleware. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. middleware that we're trying to integrate everything. Yeah, it's just we're new to it, and like the guys that were handling the project before. Remember I told you, yeah, one yeah. of them went to Australia, and one of them left. So we got so there's like three of us are like so you got, so got the PM, you got myself, and then you got my head of tech. Yeah, so. We're just trying to understand this. Yeah. It's called Del Bumi. Eh? Del Bumi. Del Bumi. What's yeah, that? It's by Del. 
Del Bumi. So like a Nigerian name. Oh my god. Del Bumi. Del Bumi. Is it, is it um, like a software or? It's a middleware. Oh, okay, middleware. So let's right. say you want to integrate something from like an external system. Yeah. Is it like in between yeah, the server yeah, yeah, and load yeah. balancer? Yeah, because I, I'm like my my company. Yeah, we use Salesforce in it, so that's like the integration part though. So. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So we're trying to get all their data from. <gasps> Yeah. To give you some context, Taylor, I've been teasing Jamal because his uh, his manager is trying to send him off to Australia. I, w- I just came back from Australia. Really? Really? Uh, that's, that's, yeah. so, that's so I cool. I don't know, man. Maybe you can I'm use his... I just got um, sent October. a video by this guy, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been? <laughs> no, I've never been, but um, I, I don't know what, what it is. Like, is it the wildlife for you? Is it the weather? Uh. One, one year with Deadly 60. <laughs> Two, I've been seeing bear videos, man. I've been seeing bear videos. Helston. Bro, these hailstones are f- coming down like rocks. Yeah, I'm a get. They're just going through. No, don't. So you did you no, see no. any like mad thing? Do you know what? I went to Melbourne. Mm. So um, went for there for two weeks training for a new company that I'm currently at, and I was just like, oh my god, the koalas! Like, what am I gonna do? And when you go there, like the city, like Melbourne and Sydney, they don't have any. There's no wildlife. Like it's pretty neutral. If that makes sense, mm. it's only when you go outside of like Melbourne, like Queensland and other places like that but it's still not as like free as England like in the summer you can like, sleep with the window open I wouldn't even dare to do that in Australia no. I wouldn't no, even though they're always just crawling <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but there's some hope there man just let's hope like your company doesn't send you out to the sticks and you're actually somewhere central it's probably going to be you Sydney can, yeah it's no the, the company is in Melbourne Melbourne there you go yeah. but still found that's an experience still found Jamal, you gotta I'm secure the bag. I saw the news the other day, wildfires, son. Yeah, yo, yo, yeah. yo, you could out from there, but yeah. You should go. You should go. I really think you should go. How long are you going for? Six months, maybe. Oh. Well, this is all speculation, like, we, we don't know yet, but. It'd be great for your CV, because once it's the international travel. That's what I was thinking. I'll be burning, bro. Do it. Go. But I'll be burning. I'm going Jamal. Too, fam. <laughs> Jamal, where you at? I was out there, fam. It's, it's very isolated, though, because, like, when I went there, my mental health was impacted because it's like you're on another planet because it's 11 hours plus one away. So it's like, I wake up in the morning at nine o'clock. Now I wake up in the morning at 7 a.m. Mm. and it's like six o'clock. So maybe maybe like my boyfriend, my mom is just coming home from work. Then want to like settle down and eat to talk to you. But then now I have to get ready for work. Then at nine o'clock, you can speak to them but they're getting ready for bed between the hours of like 9 a.m. and 12. It's like 1 a.m. whatever there. Oh, that's crazy. Man. And then when you finally do finish work, it's like 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon for them, but it's 4 a.m. So for eight, nine hours, you just don't talk to no one. Twitter's yeah, asleep. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it, it's crazy. What about Australian Twitter? Australian Instagram? I feel like they've got their own set. Like, they've got their own, like, celebrities, their own, but it's oh. not, It's there's, there's black people there. That's what I was about to say. That but it's not, um, they're just like, uh, what is it called? Immigrants? Like, people that just... They're not, there's not many, not any black person you see there that's like yourself came on business. Mm. But it's not like um, you see any black people there, no. It's not like. (laughs) No, they're what? Your hair as well. You made it. You made it, my bro. They're really nice people. Yeah. It's like an upside down England. Same pub culture. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. They're what? British, isn't it? Yeah. How about you, man? Yeah, How was work? Bro, I was working from home today. Okay. Um, that was lit. Um, I think today was just chill. 
right now I'm kind of waiting for a new project to kind of be put on. Um, I don't know how much I can actually talk about my company legally. Now, at the moment I started actually talking, I started realizing I don't know Them how much. Months. I, yeah, because it's a consultancy, mm. but because they have ties with it, other things, so I'm just like, I don't even want to risk it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the consultancies are places, man. <laughs> They're places. If they have ties with the companies that are big or anything like that, you don't know what you can say or can't say, that will yeah. be in trouble. So I just, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I was working on website today. Okay, cool. uh, so that was my next question. Like, could you at least tell us what technologies you've been using? Maybe what um, language you've been writing in? Uh, Angular, which uses TypeScript, mm. CSS, uh, React. No, no. So no. Ang- Angular is. See, I'm still learning about this stuff. It's so weird. Angular is like one. I call it. I can't call it a framework because I need to learn fully about this. I'm still learning about it. Yeah. So it's like you've got Angular and React are kind of like sim- similar stuff, kind of like in the same vein but not the exact same kind of stuff. Yeah. So when you have um, React that does the exact kind of same thing, you have Angular that does the same kind of thing. What you, I, as I'm talking, I'm feeling like I need to actually explain to the audience what it is. That's why I'm just like, if I just start talking, then people are like, oh, I might have an idea as to what it's going on about. Angular allows people to essentially create websites that can refer to data in a way that makes sense. So it would allow mm. you to generate data that can be referred to and the data would then describe how the web page would be laid out and a lot of companies use stuff like angular angular react and other stuff whatever that i need to learn about that allow you to actually generate web pages that are quite fluid um, and consistent yeah and very 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 um, good in terms of ui and ux to use that's if you have good ui and ux developers excellent that sounds so cool yeah that sounds amazing that's actually really cool how about you how was work Work was good. So, a um, little background about my company. I work for a company and they're based in Australia and they're trying to scale up here. So, I'm the only person on site. That sounds lonely. Yeah. So, I'm the only person on site. So, um, they're really big in Australia. They want to kind of branch out here. They brought me on board. So, I'm just the main person. So, I, most, I would say my work is like from 8 a.m. to like 9 p.m. Because if there's like a deployment or release, then obviously mm. I need to kind of like liaise with the guys. But I absolutely love it. I love the leadership that comes with it. I love um, kind of like helping with the recruitment process and bringing people on board. It's kind of like I'm in a startup kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah. So I like it. I really, really like it. It's a lot of pressure. It's really good. You being the only person here. Mm-hmm. Like um, do you know what? There's a lot of pressure that comes with it. Ideally, because... um. They've branched out really well in Australia and they have a current client over here. But you know how client and consultancy can go where people have kind of like paid for a service. But I think the main thing that was kind of holding them back was the fact that the time difference. So to reset somebody's password shouldn't take you like 24 hours. But because they're based in Australia, do you get what I mean? So obviously they brought me on board. I can do all those things. But because they're based in Australia, in order to kind of like go onto their Azure portal Active Directory, I need a VPN token and then it's kind of like if the servers are down this and that so I remember when I first started they'll be like oh great like Taylor you're here now could you reset my password oh um security breaches my VPN doesn't work (laughs) so it kind of felt like I was going into a job where it felt like I was entering a relationship and having to deal with someone's ex or like because it's like they they had so much like there was so much there was so much pressure to prove that like because I think their contract was based on if they get a London person in. So it, there was a lot of pressure, like, you're here now. So 
obviously when you're in most tech roles as you guys know I would say the first three to six months you're just learning the infrastructure yep. most roles I've been in you're not even allowed to kind of like touch certain tokens and stuff until you've like fully immersed yourself but because I'm the only one here I literally was just like thrown in so I'm like learning this complicated infrastructure managing the client oh it's just crazy but I love it it's just I like it yeah, I do DevOps, like cloud engineering and consultancy. Yeah, that's it's your brother over there. Well, he knows DevOps as well. Yeah, do you still know what it is? What, DevOps? Yeah. Do you know what? Um, when you kind of like go to different companies, they're just like, hi, oh, yeah, you know, see your CV, you know, you're going to have opportunity to work with like, oh, I'm Terraform, Ansible, you know, I'm seeing you've got a bit of Python experience. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get in there and then they're just like, yeah, we're not kind of using Docker at the moment. We're just going to do everything. Um, we're just going to deploy everything on ARM templates or we're not using um, Docker. We're just going to kind of um, do things manually. And it's like, you've got the je ne sais quoi or the clout of your LinkedIn and naming these things. We're not actually really using it. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. even though I use it, it's like, it's not as sexy as recruiters make it. Yeah. So for me, um, I would say I'm a technical person, but my strengths kind of kind of like lie more on the consultancy side. So yeah. being able to explain technical issues in layman terms, mm. solution designs, going in for contracts. Oh, that's one thing, breaking it down for you. That's, that's what I love. I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say I'm like a DevOps engineer with 10 years, 10 or 4 months. Well, I don't think Terraform has been out that long. Mm. But yeah, that's just, what I do. I had to ask in it because when it comes to DevOps, it's like they sat us down, they tried to explain to me what DevOps is, and you kind of learn that DevOps is one thing, it's a practice, but then at the same time, it's actually a culture. So yes, like, yeah. It's so weird because, like, for us, it's like, okay, so you need to understand that DevOps is just really a means for me to understand that if I'm doing one part of my job, mm. right, this is why I'm, I'm primarily front end, right, so I'll be doing more concerning um, web development and actually how people are still interacting with any service that type of API. So I need to be able to understand everything and they have like a T factor or a cone factor like way of doing things. So you yeah. need to have more, either multiple skills or you need to be able to be skilled in something and understand how everybody else does things. Yeah. And that sounds like an IT department in one person. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. This, that is what DevOps is, honestly. Good. They need you, so like, do you do front or back end? You do front end as well, right? You do both, right? You're full stack. So DevOps encompasses full stack. But if I'm doing front end and you tell me anything from the back end, I need to understand it. Mm. Full on. So that I can I so that I can design so that you can then like so whenever I design I understand what you're developing for. So that if you explain something to me, I can immediately be like, okay, cool. I know exactly that you're trying to get this and this and this feature out. And so I design this and this and this a kind of way to actually implement it. Or I develop this and this mm. way to implement it. I see. So I see. Development operations. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got DevSecOps, which is now Info development. Yeah. Go on. It is InfoSec. So that's information security. Development, security, and operations. So what yeah. you're then doing is, guys, this is now technical. It's a podcast. Bro, it's so technology. technology. I know. I don't want to be switching people off. I don't want to be here for the technology. Technology. <laughs> okay. So what I'm learning about DevSecOps now is that you have the security is consistently developed in frame of the entire project. So when you're now developing everything, you don't, what people used to do is they start thinking about security afterwards. Yeah. We don't need to do that. Yeah. We need to be doing it so that you have the security thought about before, during, and after. So you're processing everything at the same time uh, so the security okay. is A1. Okay. So it's all of that. I yeah. see. 
Okay. Yeah. That sounds so interesting. <laughs> I'm I'll be your week. Anyway, continue. Well, my day was okay. Thanks for asking, guys. Bro, we're going to get to it. Yeah. We're going to go That was all right. We're going to have time to catch breath. So, how was your week? What's going on? No, it's good. It's all right. I was, um, I was a bit stressed leaving home today because uh, I was working on... I was, so I'm using Firebase at the moment, right? Uh, in Firebase. Right, yeah. So I'm working on integrating that into an app that I'm trying to trying to work and create with. So I've been on stuck on this bug. Just for you know when you just come across a bug and you just like like do you go to alcohol? Do you turn the thing off? Do you go and vent? Like what what is it? Yeah. What happens? You know one thing I hate about coding programming. What's that? Yeah, one, one little. One person at work. No, as in like the but error. Like it's it's a comma. Yeah. Exactly. Comma. Just a comma, de- comma. delay in deployment. Yeah. yeah. So and they pay you so much money, and it's like the, the junior devil spot. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Or you just delete and pull it back. It was that. And it's like. Yeah. <laughs> no talk. Nah, it's all of that. Um, just one, bro, that, I'm sure. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to use it to, yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm trying to use it to just um take the load off uh, the back end for a lot of what what it is that I'm trying to do and create, and then further into development. Um, maybe I'll take care of the back end by my own self. But yeah, it's 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 it. <sighs> Can you? Yeah, that's no, I wanted to it. land in it because <laughs> you, you were saying earlier. Just just frustrated, us, I saw Paul on the way here. Like, express yourself. Just frustrated, man. That's what no, it is. Um, so literally, uh, um, what it is I'm trying to do is basically authenticate a user. Uh, now, conventional ways of doing so is probably just by an email address and password. Um, yeah. What I'm trying to do is use an email address and a one-time password. Okay. Uh, so use Firebase to, you know, do the, do that whole thing. Yeah. Use a uh, have you heard of Twilio? No. Any other Twilio? Twilio. There's so much new stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sort of making up on CVs. You can literally say, yeah, I use Helium. Oh, yes, yes. I've heard of that. Yeah, like, what? I had a recruiter that used to, like, um, interview people and yeah. just throw a fake words like have you used um, Helium Proxy Type 5 yep I've actually developed that but they're like doesn't exist <laughs> <That's okay>. uh, <laughs> no I love that my, can I can I go, no, go ahead go ahead finish. when I got hired at my job mm. the reason why one of the reasons why my, my manager was eager to me was like we've um, he did like a bunch of checks he didn't lie did you not once <laughs> not once the question he was asking those questions but then one of the questions he asked he was like where do you see yourself in, in two years mm. Jamal, where do you see yourself in two years? I can tell you, well, if you're hiring me, yeah. I would, what I always say is that uh, like a like a, a senior role. Mm-hmm. You're funny. Go on. Okay, no way. I'm not funny, bro. No, let me, let That's me, what you should say, though. No. Okay. That yeah. means that they want, you know, they can see, oh, this guy wants to stay over a senior. But is, is that true? Even though I, I, is that I, fact I true? Them to, but that's I'll let you lie. In fact, no. I'll come back to it. I don't have a much of a answer. Anyway, sorry, doesn't matter. What about yourself? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming by this point, uh, obviously, you'd know what the company is about, and I would find a way to sort of like it. But I would, um, I in two years' time, I would talk about the experience that I hope to gain, 
if that could em- encompass sort of travel as well, that would be great. So I would just basically mm. talk about what I visualize the lifestyle yeah. to be like. Because uh, when it comes to sort of roles, it's yeah. all it's all speculation at the end of the day, and yeah. so yeah, that that's my approach. Okay, Stella, yourself. Um, in two years, I always kind of say I see myself definitely as a team lead. So kind of like growing in the company, yeah. going above and beyond, teaching yeah. kind of like the junior people, writing processes, yeah. and um, helping them with like product development, and they seem to love it. Yeah. So um, I'm taking yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they love it. I remember like when I was younger, I came out of uni, and um, obviously when you come out of uni, you're applying for jobs. You're still in that I want to impress the teacher mind yeah. set. So they're like, so where do you see yourself in? A year or two, I see myself heading the division. You know. <laughs> wow. You're wild. I see myself. Trying, I see myself in your. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> you're trying to like. You obviously you don't know how to do it for years. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I see myself heading the division. I see myself, you know, traveling with um this company and um, heading up the teams, speaking with the CIO. They were just like, yeah, really ambitious. I got a call from the recruiter that they really loved me in the beginning, but she felt that I wanted to jump before I could fly or something. Yeah. And she just basically was just like, in a year, you can see yourself taking my job, basically. Funny enough, in a year, I did actually end up taking, not her job, but having the same senior position. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I got what she meant, but you don't know these things, innit? You just... That's interesting. I like your ambition. <laughs> and, um, you, you guys have very good answers. Or your approach. So, yeah, I am definitely on the team. Like, to the point where like when it came to it the guy asked me and he asked me a bunch of different questions he tested my technical knowledge he tested did you just step on it no you put it I've never seen that before ignore. I was like exactly. Wait, you just just your shoe. basically there was feedback from the mic just ignore it okay. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> carry on all up in them teams right. anyway so I'm like, I'm like definitely honest so when you asked you me you're on a mission after thing. this film <laughs> what are you up to after this film <laughs> trying to make a movie <laughs> He's dressing all black, man. For those that are listening, Paul looks like he's ready to take on the world. What? Man, we can't see watching everything, man. What? It's comfortable, man. His hat says Godfidence, you know. Yes. Godfidence. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. Shout out to Godfidence. Fucking shout. Anyway, the guy asked me bare questions, then he came back and he was like, where do you see yourself in two years? And I was like, I can understand where you're, if you were to ask me where, where you see me or where I see myself in a year or five or ten. But two years logically doesn't make sense. Mm. Mm. So when he asked me two years, like I, this could be a very bad thing for. Don't try this at home, kids, because <laughs> you may not get the job. Because the guy grilled me. Like when I was asked, it was on the phone. I was sweating. Like he was asking me all kinds of questions. I was answering. I was po- on, like positive. This is why you need to breathe. Breathe. I was answering as correctly or logically or honestly as I could. Mm. You asked me that question. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like I know where I see myself in five to ten years. But two years is too much of a short time frame within a company because I'm going to be continuously learning. Oh. So if you're in the computer science like area, you you're not you can't say like you can't definitively say, especially for consultancy, you're definitely going to be in a position because there's so much you're going to be learning that to even pick up steam to be at certain position. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's hard to say yeah, I'm definitely going to be here. Mm. Five to ten years, I'll tell you yeah, I'm going to be far. I'm going to be doing well. You know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, but it's one of those ones that he asked me, and I was like, okay, cool. Do you know, that's, when you came back, it was like, your honesty is what got you the job. In consultancy, they need people to tell them straight What it up is, yeah, exactly. Whenever something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have went home that day thinking, man, I'll get back to the drawing board. Or we're planning to have 50 more companies tonight. Bro, I was at home, I went to sleep well. Here we are, indeed, I'm just like, 
<laughs> but I was just like, yes, I think I've done enough today. I'm gonna go sleep. And that, that was the sound I was doing on that shit so I was like, oh, yeah. I'm happy you called. Even when they called me, that this job's a godsend. Even when they called me, because I just came back from a night shift, the person called me and I woke up and answered the phone while I was asleep. Oh no. And all I know what? from that call that they originally gave me was like, because I came in and I was just in the house for like half an hour, went to bed, called me. Oh, um, yeah, can we have an interview? I was like, I just, I just came in from a night shift. I'm not processing everything correctly. Can you guys call me back around about this time? They call me back. And that's because you know you're in demand. Oh, well. When you're in demand, <laughs> you can do stuff like that. Literally, walking into meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I just wanted to run the salary by you. Don't want to insult you by the salary. We're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's nice to have you. <laughs> like, yeah, but the thing is, I don't even know if I was. I was just. I think my attitude was, regardless of wherever they put me, I'm going to be doing well. So I'm not yeah, 100%. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just looking at the companies, but I was like, legit, I, I can't answer your questions right now. I haven't been able to do that. I think the most important thing is that you were being yourself straight authentic from start to finish so yeah that, that's that's, that's a really great thing good. well done um, well, i cut you off hold on no you've got to finish telling the story okay yeah. okay all right so twilio is basically um that's the phone thing yeah it? right so yeah. if you're trying to authenticate a user via one-time password i'm using twilio to basically uh take um take a, um, a number that is provided by the user and yeah text them their one-time passcode basically uh so the twilio uh, they they basically you have all these credits online, um, so obviously it's it's as if you're you're actually te- texting yourself. So for every single text a user gets, that obviously is um, deducted from your actual user account. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty convenient to use. It cuts out a lot of um, actual code, which is great. Uh, but it's just yeah, I mean we'll see what next week has to offer, man. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna look at that that code until Monday, man. Grand yeah. Season, <laughs> See, even now, you know, we had a small Microsoft security breach. So I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, right now? Yeah, so, yes, last night we had a... So, basically, I think something globally happened with Microsoft that um, a lot of the third-party suppliers' information was leaked, mm. and especially because of GDPR stuff. So, we yeah. had to kind of, like, go on the server and just double-check that, like, anything that's in the IS of, like, customer data does not. So, I was just, like, doing global support for... Yeah. I would have been on ropes. What? Sweating. I would have been on ropes. Any, literally, just like, rushing with anything. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no, not Werther's. What do you mean, not Werther's? Pass me the Werther's. Okay. What do you mean? I don't know. Um, all right. What's wrong with Okay, sorry. No. Go on. Um, I, you, you mentioned it briefly. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but you, mm-hmm. me- you mentioned it briefly. Um, I just want to take the direction well, of the conversation just into that uni uni talk and uni conversation yeah. so how was that for you um, I think it's forgive me if I'm, if I'm assuming but it, was it you did a bachelor's and then a master's no just maybe I'm sure we had a bit of ASMR <laughs> <laughs> so this is my story so this is my story okay so grew up in the hood you know what I'm saying like, uh, <laughs> No, so um. <laughs> Yo, this is a story. You're, You're mad. So how am I gonna say this better? So I went to the University of Bedfordshire, yeah. um, and I studied artificial intelligence and robotics. This was in 2011. I graduated in 20. I graduated in 2014. So um, the story of that was when I first kind of like came. So originally, 
Um, I applied to uni to do aeronautical engineering, um, chemical engineering, or mechanical engineering. So I got accepted into. <laughs> <laughs> so I got accepted. I applied for De Montfort, um, yeah. Luton, Coventry, Hertfordshire, and something else. So I applied, and because they're quite like technical courses, yeah. um, I had to do like a technical test to get into the the course in it. Yeah. Especially because I'm a woman and stuff like that. I was like, oh okay, let's see what you do. Passed everything. So then, um, obviously, I'm always kind of like up to date with technology. I've heard a lot about like robotics and like AI in, in China and stuff. And I just thought, you know what, it's so cool. So um, I went on the university website and I saw that they had a PhD student who's just been appointed as a lecturer at Bedfordshire. And this is the first time that they teach in AI and robotics. Mm. I thought, fuck it, let me apply. Mm. Applied, I had to do like obviously a UCAS personal statement. I had to do a bit of a, like a technical test and an in-face interview and I got in. Obviously, Luton isn't the best uni, but when you're doing a course that is quite new, it changes the position. So if I went to like Luton to do nursing, then obviously King's College would be better to do nursing than Luton. But because AI and De Montfort and Cambridge were the only universities at the time in 2011 doing it, I was kind of like in a red brick position, if that makes sense. That's how I kind of um, got into it. And it was also, I chose it because I just used to love like Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff. And then, yeah, my grad- dad would love you. <laughs> so um, I done that. Um, I didn't do a master's primarily because it was the first time they ever released that course. So a lot of the materials that I was doing was masters as well. Okay. So when I would apply for certain positions and they needed a masters, obviously to check your credibility, you'd have to send them over your transcripts. And a lot of the transcripts that I had or what the modules that I studied is the same as in masters. So I've always kind of worked with people that done their masters because you've done the same modules. Yeah, it's the same module. So because of that, um, when I was kind of like after uni, I got a bit of work experience. And when I was thinking, hmm, let me see, do I need to top it up and do a master's? They were just like, no, you can go straight to a PhD. That's cold. That is cold. So I was, I'm kind of like in the mindset of um, if I'm going to be like, you know, PhD in like AI, I would not mind that at all. You are lit, fam. <laughs> well, that's cold. What? Do you know how difficult I did AI Dead for my true. final yeah. year of uni, bro? I wanted to, well, I was dip. Yeah, dip. I, I thought I was going to see Jesus. Like, I thought I was gone. Honestly, how are you finding it so far? What do you? How are on the uni course? No, as in like progression of AI since oh. you started. So I studied it in 2011 and graduated in 2014, and I can literally tell you that when I graduated and I went on for jobs, saying you've got a degree in AI was saying like you've got a degree in architecture and archaeology because it was such an abstract thought. Mm. And I don't think at 2014, they even had like cloud-based stuff or Office 365 yet. So everything was still very tapes and databases and on-site servers. So when you're talking about automation and robotics and coding, they're just like, okay, well, do you want to be like a um, systems engineer or do you want to be like a car engineer? I'm just like, <laughs> no. So I was just like, do you know what? In my spirit, I knew the AI will blow. So what I did is I used to go in a lot of companies and I literally started my IT career from being like a first line support engineer. And I would go in there, get the job. And because of like my love of coding and my concept of automation, I would find ways to automate what I'm doing at work. So for instance, um, if you use like service desk tools like Remedy um, or Jira or Zendex to log tickets, instead of like logging a ticket, I would kind of like automate, okay, if a ticket hits this threshold at SLA, send out a report, stuff like that. So. Dare I say, I wouldn't necessarily say it was AI, it was used, using the concept of AI, and it was just also just understanding like how macros and 
Excel spreadsheets worked, putting in a fancy diagram and they loved it. So because of that, I managed to progress very quickly to like team lead position. And then I got my ITIL, my prints too came with my degree as well because it was mm, part. Too, we covered that briefly, but that is long. Yeah. <laughs> the processes of print prints too. That's amazing. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Um, I think you, you touched on the topic just uh, briefly, but um, I obviously we all watched your and are subscribed well I am unsubscribed uh, to your uni- YouTube channel right Thanks. so um, <laughs> don't now no don't look at me let me do <laughs> you know what yes yeah so um, for those who don't know could you tell us about your um, it was your final year project right yeah right so um, my final year project was done in 2014 and I done a um, thesis on um, driverless cars. So I done a thesis on driverless cars and I also produced a mini robot to drive through like a fake street with sensors. So obviously at the time, um, AI wasn't really developed to um, adhere the concepts of driverless cars to like, um, I don't know what kind of sensor they use now. So back in the day it was like infrared. So what it would do is that it would detect the heat of a living thing and know to swerve. So that's kind of like what I did. And um, I use vision sensors as well. So if there was no heat to detect, then it would still be able to avoid an object if it was opaque, like a block. So that's yeah. what I did. Um, it, it involved a lot of research. In the end, I got a 2-2 because I think I failed one exam or something. But I passed, what kind of saved me is that I passed my mechatronics exam. Mm. So that that's what kind of like bust me through a lot of jobs because mm. one of my master's modules was mechatronics and my final year project as well i was like one mark away from a two one. Oh man but you know when you want to graduate in the summer in it so i didn't really like go back and like yeah because i was just like i wish i did because i would have applied for oxford i have a question go ahead what on earth is mechatronics uh so um mechatronics is basically uh maths yeah. coding and the concept of like engineering so it would be okay you've got a driverless car here looking at this the square area of this driverless car it's basically like pythagoras theorem so it's like if you want to code an object to move um i don't know engineering is just kind of like coding it and it moves mm. whereas mechatronics is like you've coded it and you move but you've also taken into consideration the circumference of the square mile of the object so if it moves at this speed how would it impact this and that i've got a b i was really surprised now you're cold i was really surprised <laughs> at myself <laughs> I'm dumbfounded right now. Like, this one... Oh, as well, Mechatronics is tropical. I was, like, really... You've got a B, yeah. I was surprised, because it's written as well. Yeah. Um, on, on that on that topic of self-driving cars, I think I was watching Trevor Noah the other day, and you just... you, know, you Basically, he was making this one joke about um how... I think it was Tesla that are releasing their line of self-driving driving cars, and how it may become... And evolve into a d- disruptive technology for taxi drivers. Yeah. By the way, you have a new subscriber. Yay! <laughs> I was trying to subscribe. I can't. Is it Tally or Sky? Yeah. So guys, go follow or go check out Tally or Sky. That's on YouTube. Go we'll yeah. follow the thing, guys. That was on. Yeah. Women in tech. Support me. <laughs> well, go on. Go um, on. So, yeah, and how self-driving cars may be a disruptive technology, right? And how Uber, uh, sorry, Tesla are trying to create uh, this new thing where you basically um you can get your car to drop you off at work and it can go and pick up other people and take them to their destination as well so you're earning 
from your own car as well. So Ooh. he was he was making this whole. But joke. everyone's gonna do that, innit? <laughs> yeah, We're gonna be eating off each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll find a way to just mm. completely dominate the market. But he was making this joke of how um you know like how you get people for hire, mm. yeah. as in like hitmen. He was making a joke as in like cars, you could get cars for hire, so your car, you know, it could go off and you, you're not knowing what it's done. You know, it's had this whole day just emming people. <laughs> <laughs> By the time it comes back to you, <laughs> you just, you how just was don't your know. Day? <laughs> 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 that Alexa voice, how was your day? Eric, like, Alexa, why is there blood on the car? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, so I was Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I was oh laughing for ages. You literally um, happened to hear that voice back as well. Yeah. Why is that going Is that someone's brain? <laughs> What's going on, Alexa? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so just based on that, what do you think about the direction of self-driving cars? Do you like what you see? So um, from my studies, um, the concept of driverless cars was mostly like tested in America. Yeah. And they noticed that it worked perfectly fine in colder climates because it was easy to detect heat. But in hotter places, so like Amazon tested in Arizona, for instance, everywhere is hot. So that's how they kind of move the technology and use Google GPS, mm. if that makes sense. So um, I think it was good. But I think what's kind of like holding back driverless cars is one, the cost of manufacturing. Two, we need to kind of um, hire much more skilled people to kind of like create these cars. And then if we're going to hire people to create these cars, we're going to have to have a whole new generation of cybersecurity analysts because people's cars can technically be hacked now. Yeah. So kidnappings can happen like, oh, yeah, what's, what's the GPS? Like, there's so much things that can happen. So I think right now they're looking at the cost. They're looking at also the cost of building the infrastructure and the roads to do that because we've got Google Maps at the moment. But for driverless cars we need to maybe put sensors on like um what are they call traffic light systems and maybe do not have to be sensors on the road how much is that going to cost trillion do you know what I mean like there's a lot involved I think they are kind of like releasing a couple for test but I think they're going to be mainly for commercial use so maybe like um I think it'll take a while for you to see like driverless buses or lorries yeah. if that makes sense too um there's a lot of insurance behind it so if a driverless car does knock somebody over who takes the blame that is true um I was listening to an interview just on that and it was talking about um, how we need more people of colour in, in tech mm -hmm. uh, and basically just uh, the backstory or the context to that was it was trying to explain that um, if you have if you have a team of developers that mm. are just literally one race like they're not they're not multiracial at all then the way their code would be would be like you, you can program for things such as like you just get programming bias, right? Yeah. So like, given the situation that um, a casualty or a face waxing was about to happen, yeah. How do you differentiate from one person to the next? Well, and that's another thing that's kind of like holding the concept of AI from progressing because, essentially, when you code, you are God. Do you get what I mean? And anything that we create or infiltrate through your code is based on our personal biases. So, for instance, um, if I'm Christian or if I'm Arabic and I believe homosexuality is wrong then if I code a robot to be a, a robot police, it's going to stop people, two men from kissing. But then in the Western world, that would be seen as okay. So there's so much stuff in our society that we kind of have to... Basically, what kind of devises at the moment by our standards of living and morals is religion, right? But you can't code something to have a religion. So where is what is going to be the new commandments? So it's all about, I think, what people are doing are kind of like creating an AI book of commandments if that makes sense, like they should not die, should not kill their master, and <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah. Do you remember that module in uni? 
Oh, um, yeah. So then that was my favorite one. Yeah, we all bust case and that. Oh, that what was that guy? That short guy, Chris <laughs> fucking him. Yeah. We we called that his name. Um, I hope this is yeah. not a problem. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you were for a sec. Yeah. Hey, look, we'll keep doing and see what happens. But I couldn't remember the name of the module. <laughs> no, I remember yeah. that one. That one was um, it was to do with pro. Yeah, program. Is it like program morality or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, or just the ethics behind eth- it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, programming ethics or something. Like that. Or yeah, yeah, ethics that's like that, yeah. really interesting. As you're talking, for some reason, and I know it sounds ridiculous, it's reminding me more and more of um, iRobot. Oh yeah. She was just, but no, like think about it because they actually had like a. It's so weird. I'm so sorry. I had to bring it to something that seems so childish, but it's not. But it's like. They had the commandments in which need to actually be set. Even when it yeah. comes down to now um, having the driverless cars take over the um, um, workforce of people that drive taxis, we also have the same for them actually thinking about implementing it for truck drivers because they actually have one of the hardest jobs, at least in the US. Yeah. You know, um, I think in the in Europe they have jobs extremely hard because they have to drive for drive for extremely long hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually make time to be able to deliver whatever goods they're trying to make and they're trying to think about the ways of replacing trucks, um, um, truck drivers with driverless trucks. Yeah. And actually applying AI to that. So I was just finding it all very, very, very interesting. Sorry. You know, to be honest, I can see I can see the whole concept just in and around trains. I think that's the easiest thing right now for for, for self driving engines. Because yeah. you've got like um is, is the DLR, is that you don't really have a driver on there, do you? No, no. There is. You see them. Are you sure? But they just they're just only there for like precaution, like emergency mm. stops and stuff. Mm. But even that, that's not necessarily more so automation, it's pin like security or engineering pinpoints that it senses if that makes oh, sense. It's not just yeah. driving, it's kind of like sensors to switch on under the train, I'll stop here. Then obviously it's connected to like the antennas above. Even like trams you see the mm. antennas. But I think AI I definitely think it should definitely come into fusion. I think it has to be rolled out slowly because with every technological industrial age, people are out of work. So it's um, just about upskilling people to kind of like close the deficit. Even for now, like people that are first line support engineers, when I first started, a first line support engineer is just somebody to log tickets. Oh yeah, you got a new phone now. You so much shit you need to know. Mm. So technology is always moving a step up, if that makes sense. So I do encourage people to get into technology or learn a coding language because yeah. you've been doing it since MySpace. Yeah, yeah. Right on. That's true. No, which, do you know what? As you're saying that, do you know what's the most like difficult thing to have to swallow? That the coding languages, in not coding languages, the industry moves so fast that even in my job is that what, every three months you have to reskill. Yeah, so yeah. Literally everything you learn within three months is either, it's either useless or you have to relearn ways to actually apply it. Yep. And I'm like, who are these people coming up with these new languages? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I think there's a new language called Golang. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. where does this come from? And how do you have experience in this? Like, it's, it's just come out. Does somebody make languages? I would love to make my own language. I wouldn't. I feel like that's... I'm lazy for some reason. Yeah, like you, you're always building on top of it, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's one of the things. Uh, what's my question? Oh, my question was, um, <laughs> in, your, in your industry, and especially at the level that you currently are with your experiences and your history and everything do you see people like and you know what i'm trying to say do you see people like yourself (laughs) do i see black people yes okay so i see you should to say that first of all 
black safe do I see do I see black people you ain't all black man you know what I would say um with my career and with what I studied if I haven't um, suffered racism, I've suffered classism. If I haven't su su um, suffered classism, it's been sexism. If it isn't sexism, then it's ageism. There's always some level of ism that I face when I go to work. It's me being um, 21, working with people that are 30 on the same salary, that I would try to pet you because you're younger than them. They try to kind of like bully you or intimidate you out because you're on the same level, or you just don't fit in because when you're from a working class environment, for me, the whole concept of like work being deriving from a working class environment has never been an issue for me fitting in because I've grown up, I've always had like quite abstract interests so I can converse with them. Yeah. If anything, it's more so being, I didn't realize until I got a bit more mature in my career that I was the token black person. Like every other black girl that I was with, it's like a receptionist, but I'm the only one in, this, in the dev or like oh, yeah. team. Um, I would say it's racism in regards to I, I think there are, so for my career, there has been some white people that just have been a bit uncomfortable because you can imagine like you're, I don't know, 40 years old working in an IT incident management role and then they hire somebody that's like 25 or 45k with you. Some people can't, they can't handle that. And when you're young, I have no kids, you know, no major responsibilities. A job is never nine to five, it's nine to whenever because you have nothing to go home to. So you're going above and beyond. I'm now doing jobs that are way above my remit because I'm eager to learn and they see you as fresh and innovative. They're giving you the basically the team leader's work because they're basically getting free money of you, if that makes sense. But now, because you've become so good at your job, they use you as a diversifying token. The role of your team leader at times can get a bit... Do you know what I mean? So I've always kind of like had that level of strife where I've been in a job and I've basically been intimidated or bullied out or there's been dumb stuff like I'm working and somebody the hr intern went to complain to a director that she doesn't think i fit in here because um she saw that i was on the daily mail in my lunchtime Get out of here, man. What's that, oh you're looking at the i thought you meant as in on the newspaper no i'm looking at the daily mail so <laughs> she me. just wanted to make sure that i'm as serious as being in this company as her like just mad man. things or people going out of their way to try and like manage you or mentor you i've been in so many cases where i work in it and somebody on my team or on another team has just asked my manager, oh, can I mentor Yasmin? It's always that level of white wanting to be above. Yeah. And that's what I've mostly faced. So now going forward, most of my roles, if it doesn't offer remote work and I don't want it, because I feel like for me, it's just very hard to break perception. Regardless of how hard I try, I have to try double harder because I'm, I'm black. Right. It's stuff like um, if I work remotely on a Monday, um, I'm... I can come and work. I everybody can know that I work remotely on a Monday, but maybe I think, do you know what? It's one o'clock. I want to do some work in the office. I'm doing that thinking, and like, oh blimey, Yasmin, today you're working for me, but you're in the office. Good on ya. I come to the office, and even though they know that it's my not day off, but I'm working from home because I strolled in after lunch, they think I'm late. Yeah. But then Emily oh. or Dave now comes in on a day where they're supposed to be working remotely. Oh, good on ya. You're always going above and beyond. Yeah. It's like there's always that perception of it's it's quite annoying. It's quite annoying. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it's there's always there's always like a reason I can give that's logical because it's either I worked out with my manager or like it's not even intentional. Uh, if yeah. you live, I'm I'm travelling towards Westminster. I have to go to London Bridge. Deptford is one of the last stops. You get there, you're late um, because you can't get on the train. That's me. 
So unless you're a huge stuff supporter, you're pushing people on the phone and I don't like that, it's gonna be mad. But for you, I don't know how you manage it because it's actually like God's strength for you because thinking about it, for us, it's what? How many other black people in your company are in your kind of position? The fact you have to think of all the other black people. My company is deep in thought as well. What would you say? Deep in thought as well. You're remembering names right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm blessed. The company I work for, they're very diverse. I don't have too much of an issue. They're extremely diverse to the point that I'm just like, this is actually like a godsend. Really good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like, for yourself, you're a female in the, like, computing industry, actually coding. In fact, when Paul even told me that it's like, we've got a female coming out, I was like, this is actually amazing because there's not many. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not an environment that kind of pushes young, we more go into more, bi- in fact, black people more go towards business. Yeah. Finance, yeah. Finance. There's, there's a, can I tell you the list of courses that if, if well, this is my studies, isn't it? That um, black girls do. do. Do you know? Why do you have a smoke in your face? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, fam. It's funny. But obviously, it's something that I've noticed, you know? Mm-hmm. It's my case study. Okay. So it's either, the G- I call them the Gs, criminology, sociology, mm-hmm. um, maybe you get some that... Psychology. Psychology. Yeah, the Gs, fam. Psychology. Oh, so G, okay. Yeah. I'm talking about going to biology. <laughs> that's true. Criminology. Bro. You're not and that's where it stops. Am I right or am I wrong? You're, you're Have you right. noticed it as well? Yeah. So when, well, so when, so, like, so when um, you know, you see like females like, taking courses like computer science, you know, or anything that's in the STEM region, like, whoa. Yeah. Even in uni, you don't really see... Yeah. I was the only black girl in my course. Imagine Lots full of like Chinese people, like exchange yeah. students, white mm. people. Yeah. Mm. We had what, like three maybe on our course in uni? And then some went away. Yeah, because the finishing. Yeah, yeah the dropout rate was uh, was pretty significant. The only God that carried me through it, and everyone was just like, oh my mm. gosh, like, I didn't even find the course hard. I breezed through it, didn't repeat a year, didn't repeat any modules, just breezed through it. Loved, <laughs> loved it, loved it. Like I didn't. Hey, <laughs> it's like that, yeah. Hey. The source, of, I'm telling you. The source is different. No problem whatsoever. Nah. No. Like, ah, we had, uh, had a couple hiccups still. Nah, was, didn't uh, repeat. Uh, only, uh, only um, repeating a module in first year because I was in a group. Yeah. Other than that. Oh, group work. Didn't repeat any tests. Yeah. Nothing. So how did you know, like, just based on Jamal's point about the the G's? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you know, like? Uh, this area of coding was something you wanted to go into did you always know like from being yeah, young or yeah. i know you said you had an abstract mind mm. um i've just always been oddly really good at like maths so um my dad is like really good at maths studied to be a doctor mm. so by the time i was like year nine and you start learning about algebra i got moved up to year six to do it like just for maths though and then oh, okay. i got in year seven and i was really good at science so um, flew past my sats, got like le- three level sixes. Then you do another sats in year nine, right? Mm. And I got the highest in Southwark, three level nines. Mm. So I've just been oddly strange at like science and maths, absolutely loved it. When I got into computing originally, I wanted to become a doctor, but I just kind of fell in love with like engineering and numbers and science. And I'm always watching like the network channel with my dad, just mm. looking at like Chinese stuff. So when it came up as a course, I was just like, do you know what? Let me take the hit. Let me just, I'm just going to do it. And you haven't looked back since? I have not looked back. I didn't want to, my mind's always that. I didn't want to, that's like some criminology, psychology, but 
maybe like coming from like Peckham and stuff, you see the people that kind of do criminology and psychology and it's just like where they've gone in their life and the money that they make, it, I knew it just was too small for me. If that makes sense, like I want to do a course to change the world, to change the perception. I didn't want to be another black girl. Nothing's wrong with it, like yeah. doing eyelashes or weave or no. Like I want to change things. You get what I mean? So obviously nothing wrong. With, shout out to revolutionists <laughs> and the yeah, eyelash yeah, people. But I, I think yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be yeah. different, didn't it? So yeah. and I enjoyed it. So I just kind of just followed through with it. Mm. No, I think it's it's amazing that you got moved up in class. So if we just do a quick check, you got moved up because you're super intelligent. Oh, you're keeping tally. <laughs> yeah. But I have to because I'm not going to lie here. It's actually wild. Moved up. Then on top of that, you've already been knowing this stuff since what your dad was already making you. Or you were sitting there I had to learn maths with the abacus. That's how deep it was. So at nine, it's just like, if the Pythagoras of the square root of five, I'm like, oh, I don't know, that's 71. That's good. And it's so like... That's another one, though. Because <laughs> you know how to use an abacus. Exactly. There's children that that's might cool. be watching this that don't know how to use that. Then you did your bachelor's, master's, and PhD. No, I haven't done my PhD. Oh, so bachelor's and master's, yeah. PhD am I doing? So that's even... That's five right there. Mm. Right? And then how long have you been in the industry? So, um... Started, so started uni at 18, and because I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm graduated, but I'm looking for a job, I had no work experience whatsoever. So I started my career in like IT customer service sales, doing like selling Sky packages. So I done that. So every time I would go to uni in the break of the summers, because it's quite long, I would get myself as like a customer service representative for, for like IT. So by the time I graduated, I had about two years experience, and I got my first role as an IT account manager. If you could go back, <laughs> if you could go back, would there be anything you could do you would do differently? Um, if I could go back, I would probably probably learn a bit more coding and wouldn't be too fast to rush to get money. Yep. And the reason why I say that is because um, when I first started uni. I mean, when I graduated, I done a perm role, and then after that, I went straight into contracting because I just moved out of my mum's house. So obviously, to rent a room in London is like seven fifty, and you're on like nineteen k. It's not gonna work out. So when I got into contracting, there was like six months contract, one hundred fifty a day. Back in the day, there was none of this IL thirty five shit. It was just like it was like go through an umbrella company that has an offshore in the Maldives. You don't pay taxes, or whatever. So I was just getting one fifty a day, which is about two five a month. But we were twenty one. That's a lot of money. One thousand. Yeah. So like I um kind of like contracted a lot to get money, and then what I would do is I'll contract for a bit, save up money, pay for my qualifications, and then apply for a perm job on another level. And what I've noticed is that. There's no doubt that I may have the intellect or technical ability to get senior roles, but when you start when you start going into team leading positions or like positions of authority in tech and you start earning maybe above 30k, which is quite small for tech, you realise that they're not paying you to know how to code. It's also um, perception. It's knowing how to play the game. So I would say anybody that wants to be in tech or like climb the ladder, when you get to 50k, no, they're not paying you because you can code. It's about perception. How well do you assimilate? How can you talk to people in the office? Like, do you know who's who? 
you have to be smart enough to know that if work starts at nine, but what time do the directors and the senior management team come in? Yeah. So I would start to clock that. I would come in at eight, go for a bike ride with them, get them some coffee. Work finishes at five, I'm staying till six. So I'm always going above and beyond because I utilize the fact that I don't have any kids. So when am I going to go? Do you get what I mean? Mm. So um, that's one of the things I would say, go always go above and beyond. Yeah. Um, know your allies at work as well. Um, there's always going to be somebody at work that's above you and people can be quite jealous or possessive over code but you know just make sure that you always get your code or your technical work checked over make sure that you have a mentor and yeah that's just basically what I've done most of my career when I was younger was just basically be contracted and I purposely chose that one because of the money and I also chose that because I felt like contracting was a really fast way for me to learn different environments work with different people learn different technologies and pay get paid a lot of money to buy more qualifications to put me to the next level so that's basically what i done you literally just invest and then reinvest within yourself yeah that's amazing that's what i've done so what country are you from ghana really yeah ah i was gonna good thing i got I knew, I knew you were going to say that. It was exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ghana. Ghana. Hey, man. Yeah, have you ever been? No, I've never been. I'm very British. Mm. Mum and dad were born here. I've never been. I don't speak the language, neither do they. Mum and dad does. He's Ghana. I'm Ghana. Yeah. So I don't. I'm all like, with the name, I think it would have just run itself anyway. Because it's yeah. a thin arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Karen. <laughs> <laughs> That's my surname. That's exactly. Taylor's my surname. I thought it was like yeah, a second. Yeah, I still would have guessed Caribbean. Taylor's my surname, my first name's Yasmin. No, I got that from the YouTube. But that's my street name, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> Yo! <laughs> no, you're... Uh, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm silent, bro. Just, she's got me. I, I don't know how else to speak. I told you today was going to be good, man. It's, it's lit, sick. man. It's um, lit. You, you recently bu- uh, put purchase your first um, accommodation or is it apartment? Or? Yeah, I literally just completed today on my mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the keys. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. How was that process? <laughs> Go clap to that, man. Get, oh, get, <laughs> just land it just just everywhere. It was like a very stressful process and mainly because like the the biggest thing for me coming from working class environment was my credit good because you know I've done some things you know what I'm saying like oh. <laughs> yes, I was like, you know, everybody tried to be like oh well so if you take my card I can get leave like do you know like the dumb things in uni <laughs> oh like oh like oh yeah my boy selling free eon okay cool. like dumb shit so I'm thinking luckily like luckily like my card was like clean and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting up. I'm oh I'm my leaving. gosh! I'm leaving. I'm going. Oh, are you are editing that out, man. <laughs> keep it, keep it, keep it. You, you can might, see we're not related, fam. You might, you might get a one episode suspension for that, man. Ooh, that's actually my shirt's back. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, I would have disintegrated. Bro, I just looked at then yeah, I was like, okay. Well, if it wasn't for Pastor Tavia, I would have checked. I just don't want to. Just like, I don't know how to to, to move from this point, bro. I was frozen. <laughs> But yes, mortgage process. Um, it was probably the most like anxiety-inducing thing I've ever done. But what I did is that usually when you go through your mortgage process, they um, figure out how much you can own by times in your salary by four, right? Yeah. So for me, because like the market with IT can kind of like go up and down, and I'll explain that later, I said, okay, just because I can afford a certain amount, I'm not going to hit the maximum of what I could loan. So I went in the middle, if that makes sense. 
um, credit check went through, as you know, um, salary was fine, pay slips was fine. The only hurdle was that it took me about finding three mortgage advisors to actually believe that I could afford it. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them were just like, in the beginning, they're like, yeah, 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 your salary's fine, everything's good, but then I noticed that a lot of them were asking questions and it's like, they were doing a lot of floor checks. Like, <laughs> a lot of floor checks. And the only mortgage advisor that kind of put me through the process was the only one that didn't see me. Oh, wow. The other two saw me, like, they can't be quite informal, like, oh, let me just message you the pictures on WhatsApp. As soon as they saw I was black girl, everything just changed. Like, okay, so where were you actually getting this money from? Oh, I'm getting it from my company. Okay, so um, so usually for a mortgage process, it's three months pay slips, yeah. good credit and everything. They wanted um, six months pay slips, um, two references from my employers Gosh. and my current one just to prove that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah, like, what's going on here? Just like, well, you can certainly afford it. I mean, your salary is, you know, like, you can do it, but, you know, this and that. This was... This was in the UK, right? In the UK, yeah. Of course it's in the UK. So, <laughs> so when I finally got it, picked yeah. up the keys, um, the seller was just like, because I got it from a housing association, it was like, you know, well done on you. Like, we love seeing young women finally got on the property ladder. Yeah. But because where I live is very bougie, it has its own, like, sky garden, it has its own co-working space and office. When I got in there, I'm checking my post, and I'm on the floor all hooded up, like, and a white man is just like, Okay, I'm thinking, have I spotted this place's market? They're just thinking, <laughs> oh, they're just letting nah. anyone in now. Nah, he spoiled them when he started staring at these people. Sorry. I just, so, let me understand. When you say it's Sky, because we know someone, Jade Van Riel. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. also does um, Nijan. Do you know who she is? That's the property I bought. So you know the one I'm about to talk about? Yeah. Okay. I can't talk about Yeah, don't be saying the name, because I don't want to I can't remember the name of anyway, so we thank God. Yeah. Okay, that place looked lit. Oh, you can, cause you know more about fintech. Yeah, we we like actually had um we actually had so I'm part of the like property network UK. And yeah. We actually had Jay Jojo to speak. Okay. Um, so she went on. To, yeah, go follow them on socials, uh, Instagram mainly. She recently went on. Um, sorry, she went on to speak about her history and just getting on the ladder yeah. and her story and her blowing up on YouTube. So um yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with, with what you're talking about. Oh, on that. I Did you see the recent property that she? done in Croydon oh yes yeah yeah because I, I try and keep up to date I need that's to. the one I bought <laughs> I actually messaged her I was just like ah she was like girl I want to come over I was like really for me I was just like yeah Wait, are you guys like Jews like that no no we're not but obviously oh. like black girl in property yeah, just like she's like oh well yeah. done babe I'm just like yeah no, shout out to Jade no shout out to Jade she doesn't you don't know I am but I keep an eye out <laughs> what she's talking about because we need to that we need to actually start going into fintech and property tech and actually understand the world because that's your area yes it is that's sick it's a big market but there was a lot of British people just not believing that I could afford it mm. yeah mm. no that is rude so like I think the highest um, property or loan that I can value is your salary times four so mine was about 280 so yeah, you can work that out. What am I? So they they were just like, oh, okay. They just didn't believe it. They just didn't. They were just like, well, you know, for these flats and everything, I think you know the minimum salary here is fifty five k. I was just like, okay. They're like, yes, fifty five k. I was just like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, can we move? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, move it along. But yeah, it's all it's all done now. So. I'm happy. Oh, congratulations. Thank congrats, you. Congrats, congrats. congrats I can't wait to laugh because of these. 
Oh, sorry, that's my fault. Babe, thank you. Yeah. Alright, um, I'll wait for you to sit, sit back down. <coughs> that camera's probably gone off time ago. That camera went off time ago. Yeah, no, I'm right, man. As long as we got the audio, audio right? Oh, there was some good footage in there, but it's gone, man. It's just gone. Just got the audio. Uh, okay, the main, the main, our main focus, anyways, is the audio, anyway. Yeah, cool. So, as long as we, we've got a few minutes. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Cool. Absolutely fine. Family on the fire for this YouTube thing. You guys, mm. YouTube channel. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, mm-hmm. Maybe we should mm-hmm. just get a fire camera. Yeah. Conversation for later. Conversation for later. Yeah. Um, all right. So if you have any advice just for the young people coming up in tech today, what would it be? Um, be honest with yourself and your technical capabilities. Um, never go for a role that's paying you more than 45k if they don't have a technical set in the interview because you will be spun on the job. <laughs> I always kind of question, uh, uh, if you're paying me anything 65k and above or day rate of 450 and above for like a um, cloud infrastructure engineer or something that's very technical. And I'm like, I always ask, what's the interview stages? Oh, it's gonna be a telephone interview. Like I like going through interview processes and I like to be grilled because coming from working class background and like looking at the money that I'm on, sometimes you can't believe it. So there's a lot of anxiety going in because you're thinking like you've got like fraud on your, on your forehead, <laughs> isn't it? Like you're thinking like people are like, how was the work? You heard something about the work? Like, huh? Like, what about the work, huh? So I like so I like being grilled. I like yeah. having a technical phone call. I like having a technical on-site test where they can see me writing it. Yeah. So when I get the job, I'm like, yeah, like I know my shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't go for roles that just take your face value. There's no way somebody can say, oh yeah, we need a senior Python Golang developer. They don't technical test you. Mm. they're just looking to fill a role so it says a lot about the company culture um, don't get too gassed if you go in a role and you see other black developers because not all skin folk are kin folk oh yeah <laughs> I've had why don't you look at us from? <laughs> no I didn't like <laughs> <laughs> I've had like um, a lot I've, there was one company that I worked for and I got fired to be honest went in there um, they said I was the best interviewer absolutely smashed it started the role everyone loves you I was like a black girl blah, blah. Got in the role now, done really well, where the CEO personally chose me to represent him on his biggest client to do a um, software implementation in Santander in Spain. And then to do another one on site, he said I absolutely smashed it. Uh, Was going through the work and managing the clients and my manager was getting lots of like good reviews. Because of one time I had a client that was quite rude and I was told that French clients can be quite aggressive. So they were just like, stand your ground, doing right back. All of a sudden my manager, because I just decided to be like, he doesn't think I'm right for the role and the culture. And I was just like, I just came back from a meeting, handpicked for the CEO. I've only been here for three months. Even if you thought I was doing something wrong, there's no steps of remediation. Yeah. Um, there was just other little stuff I was doing. Like, um, I would say at my age and the kind of salary that I'm on, it's not that I'm just technically good or smart. I know how to play the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, for instance, I know it sounds bad. If I go to a work environment, a lot of people just assume that oh if you're black you're going out with this boy or this girl our cousins like so for me i try to show myself to be as diverse as possible so if i want to go to the pub it'll be jamie or olu like everyone can come i don't just hitch up with the black people 
But I got in this role and they were just like, no, like, it was like a mandem that kind of like brought me in. He's like, no, I'm working there, it's lit. My boy's the recruiter. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, fam, sis, do you get me? Like, kind of black up the place, like, be yourself. Got the role now. I got in, and in the first week, my grandma had a heart attack in it. Oh. But she's okay in it. But it was, she was in Ghana, so Jenny was like, oh, I can't do anything in it. Yeah. yeah. So they were just like, yo, sis, like, I heard a phone call. Like, you good. And I was just like, yeah, my nan, she's just not well in it. Now go home, go home. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm like. What you deal with the accent, right? Yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, no, like, I've just started. She's in Ghana, there's nothing I could do. Like, yeah. I'm not upset like that. They're like, no, like, you need your head to be in the game. Like, I could tell you're not good. I'm like, no, it's first week I'm training. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like, JJ, like, just rest in it. They're like, no, it's just, like, trust me. Like, I'm nice with the manager. He's, like, kind of like a small team. He's like, go home. I go home now. Work starts at 9. I'm in at 8.30. Right, every day, bare early, you know. Yeah, work starts at 9, innit? You know, but you're cool. Like, this is a co-working space. Like, all the managers are based on straight. Like, sis, you're not adult. If you've got work to do... Just make sure you do it. Like, if you want to come in at 9.30, you know what's going to snitch? Like, it's cool. So, obviously, a month goes by, two months go by, they black up the place with, like, more people that are in cells and they're black and they're mandem and girls. So, you're not seeing it as a corporate job that I have to be in at 9. Like, yeah, so, yeah. in my head yeah. now, I'm this person that can assimilate into cars and play the game, but work starts at 9, finishes at 5. I'm coming in at 9.30, working from home. They're all telling me it's cool. Mm. So when it came for the time for them to review, to fire me, they're bringing up all this shit and the guys didn't back me. Mm. They just didn't back me. <laughs> no, but the thing is like, it, it, it kind of came into this kind of like a slave thing where when white people want to gang up on you and get you out, they'll get you out. Whoa. So it's literally like, when you go to work, sometimes I'm scared to talk to other black people because they act a bit odd when black people are congregating together. That's, oh, what, I've, yeah. that's what I've noticed. Uh, so when I was kind of like the odd one out or like my firing for that job was kind of imminent, I noticed that they didn't really want to chill with me anymore. And it kind of, I felt like, oh, she's the bad slave. You can't be around her. Mess is angry at her. <laughs> that's how, that's basically yeah. it feels like. So literally, um, I left the world, but God is good because I got something that, that was like 10K higher, Amen. much better, Amen. all expenses, travel Amen. and lunch paid. Amen. So I, I'm not, I'm not upset at all. But um, yeah, just always keep your guard up when you go to work, man. That's all I would say. Like regardless of how many black people they know how it is, yeah, yeah. work starts at nine. You good yeah. at eight forty-five. Politics are politics, huh? Yeah. Politics are politics. Um. All right. Have you guys got anything to add? I'm actually just quite amazed because work politics are actually terrible. It doesn't. You are kind of like matter wherever you are. Because. Shut up, man. Um, I realised I was about to overshoot it. Like, nah, I can't, I can't. So, how many actually, like, how many of these places or how many different companies have you worked at? Which one was your favourite? Ooh, okay. The company I got fired at, funnily enough, I liked it because of the culture. Yep. It's just, it's very hard. For the first time, I can go into work and I can be myself. Well, clearly not, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can be yourself. Um, I would say the company that I'm working at now, I like it because I felt like... Um, so the company I'm working at now, originally I applied to be like a um, a systems engineer, right? Yeah. And they're looking to scale up here, so they brought me in, um, done the interview, done the technical test. They liked me so much, and my recruiter called back and said, you really smashed the interview. Mm-hmm. They actually want to hire you for a senior role. That's all we're hearing, 2020. <laughs> That's all we're hearing, 2020. Amen. They're just like, they actually have a senior role that they wanted to open up in six months, but they think you're the right person, so they want to put you for that. Yep. And I was just like, 25K increase. I was like, 
okay, <laughs> like, let's do this. And they were just like, yeah. So um, they flew me out to Australia. So my role is it is basically, um, I'm not the most technical person, so I wouldn't say I'm like a solution architect yet. Mm. But I guess my customer facing skills, being able to write like high level designs and being the on support person, is a bit of a hybrid role. So I'm kind of like yeah. doing everything. And it was great for my CV because it's one thing to work in tech, but when you're working in tech on a standalone role managing a client, yeah, people just think right. it's just yeah. amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would say the role I'm in now is one of my favourite. And then uh, when I was working at a company called N3 on behalf of Microsoft, mm. that was like the second job out of uni. That was really cool as well. Um, yeah, I, I just I just, I liked it. I like it, I like it a lot. It's great. Awesome, man, it's amazing. Um, Growing up, I know I already know the answer to this question, but did you have sort of any idols that were you sort of aspired to be like that you said, okay, I see that person and you know I'm trying to be like him or her? Um, or were you just really just in your own sort of lane and you knew that if I'm going to be the p- first person to do this, then that's okay? Yeah. Um, oh, who did I like? Growing up, I liked. It wasn't any like actresses or singers, I can tell you that for sure. It was more kind of like, I liked the story of the suffragettes, mm. like the women that kind of like fought for women's rights in England. I like um, the Tesla guy, not this Tesla, but the original Tesla, like Tesla. Tesla person. Um, I like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. So what actually kind of like allowed me to fall in love more with like AI was he has a movie called um, Artificial AI, yeah. which is the story of like Pinocchio, but it's just a robot boy. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure I've watched that. Sick. Yeah. So I've seen it, it was time ago. The kid was the battery dead. No, 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 the car yeah, just broke home. Oh, okay. So yeah. for me, that w- that was it. Like that's what I liked. That's the one. Mm. Wow. Okay, I think I've seen the AI movie. Yeah. I'm sure I have as well. You know, that's actually a good question. Like, who's everybody's idol? Because I actually want to know what kind of forced you to get into the. What industry. in that industry or just in general? Um. In your industry, or in the industry that you want to go into, because I know what mine is. Well, not even an idol, but okay. So I'll start <laughs> because the both of you are looking at me like, "What going?" Because I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to segue because it branches out, fam. Okay, so like I'm thinking because you, so when, you say, when you say tech, obviously content. You want to do content Pro- creation, program, programming, all that kind of stuff. What made you want to go into that shit? Into what? Into <laughs> content development. Con- what do you want to do? I do. Oh, basically. <laughs> Wait, wait, are you talking about content, Guys. content creation, <laughs> just go or, 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 progr- or programming? Because there's two different flexes. Everything, bro. You know like Everything. Alright, so content creating, yeah. that started from when I just wanted to be, I wanted to cut out the middleman. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, so you want to do YouTube, yeah? You got There's so many things that come with it. You got to do your logo. You got to do your your header. You got to record it. You got to you got to have to edit it. You know. So I just wanted to cut that out, and then obviously, thank God, obviously, I have that. I can put that on my CV. You know, it can put money on the table. So yeah, that's why I want. That's 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 what that's how I got inclined into into that lane. Then programming. Obviously, as I said, that was like my dad. Oh, sick. So growing up, I was like, my thing being com- computer games. I was like, <laughs> when I was younger, yeah, and just being on the computer and playing all these games, and then you know, troubleshooting. And I, I didn't really see myself doing any other 
going into any other lane. Even though I did, you know, want to be like a woman just trying to be an actor. What? Yeah, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted, yeah. I, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be an astronaut. That was originally my first plan to be an mm. astronaut. Mm. An astronaut? I can see that, man. Like, you st- yeah, I'm not surprised. Have you watched Hidden Figures? No, I haven't. Oddly I enough, I wanted to be an astronaut. So, from until I got to uni, hence why I wanted to do um, aeronautical engineering, yeah. I wanted to work for NASA. Mm. That was, wow. that's what I wanted to do growing up. So, my idols were astronauts. I wanted to be the first uh, black Ghanaian on the moon. <laughs> you still can be. Exactly, you still can be. That's actually, wait, can she? I wanted to be the yeah, first Ghanaian on the moon. I need to go and Google, I wanted to go and Google the, um, 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 the meaning of NASA, because isn't NASA primarily American? Or is it yeah, it's American. Yeah, American. What's the UK equivalent? British Space Embassy, ISU. Yeah, I did not know that one. But yeah, I wanted that, that is it, I wanted to be an astronaut, like, proper bad. You actually probably could have been one, innit? With yeah. qualifications, exactly, you could have just done it. You could have been like, well, when they interview you, so where do you see yourself? I see myself in your job. That's yeah. your actual answer, because you legit could be. I wanted to be an astronaut, hard, like, aeronautical engineering, yeah. apply for, like, I've done, like, a, I think I've done, like, a small NASA internship. Well, it's online, though. There's a little... What do you mean? Go on. Like, there's little games that you play on NASA, like, oh, you can get a key certificate. Oh. And I was like, yes, NASA! I was like, yes! Oh, One, wait, one step away from the moon. <laughs> she was already out there, fam. Uh, to answer you, your own question, go on. Uh, your, your idols. Mine? Yeah. I didn't even um, finish the thing I can cut you off. Did I? I didn't finish. Finish. Didn't finish finish yourself. Finish. It's my idols. Huh? Wait, 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 wait. Let me back. No more again. questions. Yeah, yeah, go on. So wait, wait, where did I even start? I was talking about troubleshooting. Yeah. So yeah. you said you wanted to be an actor. Yeah. Then obviously, yeah, I didn't really see myself, you know, doing any other things besides, you know, something that's tech related. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. So then, getting to where I am right now, I say my idols. One, mm. definitely my dad. Oh. Two, oh. Oh. <laughs> guys, stop it, <laughs> Daddy Jerome. <laughs> Daddy Jerome. Shout out to Uncle. Shout out to Uncle. Two. Hello, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Two, Steve Jobs. Okay, yeah, you. I remember you, oh, okay. you used to have um, his book on your yeah, show. Yeah, his book, yeah, man. Yeah. And I watched his thing on Netflix as well. Mm. Like, obviously, I watched the book first and then. You watched the book? I read the book first. And then uh, I watched uh, the documentary on right, it. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, these things are all tied together. Mm. And then in the content creating world, who would I say? Sorry if you can hear that. Mm-hmm. Company's party outside. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, bro, I've been meaning to bust a wild. I'm hey. trying to control my legs. Yeah, yeah, bro. Wild, fam. Anyway, what countries say... are you guys from? Sorry. Um, oh, we should have started with that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so Jamaica or Nigeria? Jamaica. I can see the Jamaican one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The hair. Yeah. So, <laughs> two different colours, fam. <laughs> hey, man, don't get me all. Go on, go on. <laughs> I'm from Saudi Arabia. Oh, cool, okay. Yeah. Nigeria. Nigeria. How old are you guys? Guess. 25? 23? Yeah. Oh, 23! Yeah. Young Yours? G's, young G's, man. 23. 24? Oh, I'm 27. 
I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, no, people were just like, you look so cute. I was just like, I'm 27. No, yeah, yeah, when you say, like, when, like, when you describe all the Stuff that you have to say. Not even that. It's when she said she went went to uni. I was just like... Auntie. (laughs) Auntie. I was just like, okay. Because you look young. Yeah. So I was just like... Wait. I I did the math from Sam. I started uni 2011. (laughs) I did the math. But when she said she also was like, you what, you were moved up in certain subjects. I was like, maybe you started like things early. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Other people. Because it's even like certain international students because of the curriculum. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, like, like 17, 18. Yeah. So, but well, even know. back in that, bro, a dude from year, year four could just... Don't bait them out, man. Leave them, leave them, leave them. Fam, I'm sure you've seen in... Of course. Meet us in the age. What? <laughs> That's something that used to hurt my pride every single time. How old are you? Oh, I'm like 20. What are you doing? Oh, I'm doing my doctorate. What? How are you doing a doctorate at 20? Mm. Well, because of my school and my everything, I've been bumped up. How What's a doctorate? So obviously I'm not. But you know when it's like it's like the step after doing a PhD. Mm. You do you're doing that? Oh no no no. no, no. Oh hey, go boy. No, I started uni the moment I finished. I was like I'm not gonna kill myself for being with that. Bro, honestly. You, I would say you don't need a PhD or masters. Like for me, the PhD is just for the cloud, just to say I'm doctor in AI. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Just wait about it. I was speaking to a few people, well, I was speaking to someone when I was doing my final year, and they said that the higher you get when it comes to education, the lower your ability to be employed outside of mm-hmm. So, like, when you start doing a PhD, it then gets to a point that it's like, they don't, it's either you're uh, clearly capable of taking the person that's interviewing you their job or something like mm-hmm. that, or you're so, it's like, you know so much that it's kind of, like, hard to quantify and then put back to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Not in like, tech, though. No, I take there are some like AI data scientist roles or like quants that are like PhD people only, ten years experience, um, lower end ninety to one hundred and fifty k. Data scientists, I already know they were dope, man. Yeah. Like, that's a different. Hopefully, we'll, we'll have a data scientist on the show soon. Fingers mm. crossed. There's a lot of people that I'm sure that have a lot of information that they actually pull from. Mm. Wow. Nice 400k. Yep. <laughs> Are you Low thinking age. of changing changing salary? Right? <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm 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 doing well. I'm doing well because I'm not gonna lie, doing the masters is even a madness. Nah, for me, I was just like, you're better off getting qualifications. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm studying for my um Azure. I don't know if you look cloud yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. Azure. Yeah. yeah. I saw on your your Twitter actually um a couple months ago. I think you got a cert from was it Udemy? Mhm. How did that go? I was going to Udemy, like, just to learn stuff about, like, Docker, Kubernetes, containerization. Mm. It's actually bangs, isn't it? Yeah. Like, to me, it just works. I'll, they give you a little certificate. Yeah. Some employers take it. <laughs> I've got about two dollars right now, and I'm just building off that as well. Um, and the courses as well. Strangely enough, if you catch them at the right time, you can get a £200 course for, like, £10. Yeah, they even do prints two for five. And Wapshire as well, do Prince 2 and Practitioner for £29. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play that back right that time. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. Just check with your employer because some of your employers will train you up. Yeah. Yeah, my one does. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expect that. Don't flash you too much on issue. Yeah, for me, they, they expensive as well. Yeah. So you can actually just be trained on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the last sort of 10, 20 minutes, what do you guys want to talk about? 
I was actually saying let's, we should let's talk about the UK, man. Are we gonna? I can't even use that word, but I'll just use it. Yeah, yo, 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 yo. Think about it. We can have some other times. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm, 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 I'm being extra, but like, how can we get like more um, of our people into the tech? Mm. What would you say? It's so hard because this whole like diversifying tech stuff. I've noticed that, like in 2018, I kind of got introduced to the black tech world. And I'm very like corporate minded, but I wouldn't say I'm business minded, maybe a bit more now. So then it's like, it's kind of hard in the black tech world because for people that have derived from working class environment, tech, tech is an escape. Do you mm. get what I mean? Like, especially financially. So you got these people in the black tech world, they go and you demi do like a SQL course and start talking about, oh, I do. And it's not that you can't speak of those things, but there's just, I feel like black people have the ability to kind of like add color to a lot of things. Yep. So sometimes, not a lot of people take the black tech world seriously, especially the Twitter black. No one really takes it seriously in it. So I think it's just um, really just having serious representatives. Don't shy away from white money or Jewish money. That's where it's at. <laughs> from myself, like even me, like um, apart from like my job that I do on the side, I join like a lot of preceded startups. I just work for them part time. So one of my preceded startups got investment, and I get a part time salary from that. That's dope. Backtrack because mm-hmm. all business folk, man. Exactly, yeah. Backtrack, you do what? So I work a permanent job, they pay me a salary, and then on the side, um, I network with a lot of people and I have people like, oh, like, we really like your CV, we're starting up a company, we're going to like raise investment in the next six months, so you would have to work for free for six months. But the role is remote and we only need 15 hours from you. You sign an NDA, they give you like a 2% share option maybe after work or because I work remotely, I go to the co-working space, we will work and stuff. So now that they finally got investment, they have enough money to pay me part-time of like a 25K salary. Oh, wow. Some nights for you, man. Exactly. So that's on top of what I earn now. So it's kind of like, I'm always just going out there learning. Like there's sometimes I've gone to like networking events and there's people from like um, King's College University or Imperial that want to start up something. And I've just said, hey, I would love to be part of your startup. And I kind of work under them in a junior position. So I'm kind of like learning how to like code in certain languages from their side so that I can use it in my day job and just you can put it on your LinkedIn and people like that. Oh, like you do. So I'm a part of like um, one preceded startup and I do like the implementation and I should be getting hopefully another one next week as the um, system admin. That's awesome, man. 2020 is looking great. Wow. Don't play around, like. <laughs> Six figures, like that's the aim, man. Yeah. It's still December. What do you mean it's just January? <laughs> you already started. I don't know. Exactly. I feel like I'm useless right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Like, I think everybody in tech has the capability to make six figures. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Hundred percent. If you're on your game, by the time we're twenty-five, if you're on game, like, should be hitting like six. Twenty-five is this year. Isn't it? Okay. But I need to be on my game. Yesterday, <laughs> 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 still a re- recent graduate, so I wouldn't say yeah, it's not the audience. I just say know the girl, know the game. Just know the game and never, unless you've got like dependents or anything, never be. I got in trouble for saying this on Twitter the other day. Never be shy to step down in salary. So for me, um, there was a point in my career where I was like a second line, third line support engineer, and I wanted to get into like um, service delivery, like vendor management for IT systems, and. I got a job offer for Deloitte. Mm. I got a job offer for Deloitte as a VIP support person, and then I got another job offer as a service delivery person for a company in Essex. Mm. That was paying me 32K, this was 27K. 
obviously the clout of Deloitte on your CV, you're thinking, fuck, like five yeah. rounds of interviews, I've got it. But yeah. it was at a stage of my career where the only thing that would have been uplifting me was the name, but not the job role. Yeah. So then I took the hit and I said, you know what, I'm coming back for Deloitte when I can demand more money. I left the support life aside and I went straight to sewing delivery on my salary and my, I think I was about 20, I was about 22 there. Yeah. 32k my salary just went up on my job experience went up because now i'm in management so never so it's not about in tech the role that you have it's about the responsibilities so if you get a role that's like 40k devops engineer but then you get another role that's 40k or even 35k um devops engineer they're going to be teaching you new things i would what i've done is that i've taken those kind of roles contracted there for like six months learn what i needed to or if your perm stayed there for like a year or two so then now when you move on you'll even jump higher than where you were before mm, hence why it's very possible in tech that you could start on 30k yeah. and your next one could be like 60 because to always just go above and beyond in your work that's what i was saying it but people like so you mentioned you got in trouble what would, what, what would people say yeah. i'm surprised can i guess what it was yeah people saying that you shouldn't move backwards anytime yeah. you actually make a certain amount you should continuously make it even it was more. mostly the americans they're like oh fuck that you know if i see a role i'm going for the top tier that's like maybe this is not the economy in britain because when you apply for a role most people naturally give themselves a bit of an uplift or you mm. apply for a role that's in a whole new salary band so if you're on a salary of 50k and you would apply for a role that's 60 to 70 or 50 to 70 let's just say they ask you what you're on you know you're 50 maybe you do a small 55 okay cool what are you expecting oh, i'm expecting 60. let's just say okay you go to the role and they said okay the role is paying up to 70k um what do you want to be put on that you say you want to be put in at 65 but don't tell the client that yet you go in manage expectations blow them out of the water and then after you get the job you can negotiate and that's how i landed myself at the top because if if especially in tech like if you there's a role going for 80k 70 to 80k you're just like okay cool how much are you demand in 80k one can you move up two is this role too low for you can you be taught and three you better blow me out of the fucking water if you're demanding top tier yeah. so i always say that you know you're on 70k salary what they're asking you for uplift to 75 you smash the interview cool um it's in the recruiter's best interest to get you an uplift they'll probably say she done fucking well let's put in an 80 not many clients actually have the budget to go on the top tier so they'll come back and say we're going to offer you 78 but because you're on 60 before that's never going to matter to you because you got an 18k increase Strategy, man. Strategy. Sounded real good. I wish I had notes. Like, I actually had, like, a pen. I thought we were going to say this, like, right yeah, we're playing this, like. No, I'm actually learning Ben. Oh, yeah, we'll play this back, man. We'll play this back and you should be, like, writing notes as it goes down. I find it very interesting, but I'm not that surprised that when you go and you tell people, you should probably be moving backwards so that you can get a lot further forward. Yeah. They don't listen to it. Even, sorry to bring this down to religion. I remember I watched a sermon from T.D. Jakes, and he said that it's like, God fires you like a bow, but before he actually fires you, like an arrow. Yeah. Before he fires you, you have to pull you back. So it makes more sense. Mm. You apply it to things. Mm. If you well, that's all it is. Because if you're making, if I'm making, like, let's say I'm not right now. Um, I'm not gonna tell you how much I'm making because I don't want for everyone to not come and kill me. But <laughs> if I'm making, let's say, 50k, mm. next job comes and they say they're willing to pay me 45k, reskill me, um, or sorry, teach me some um, some more new stuff. Management. You literally, you're you're getting stuff on your CV. You're taking a well 5k pay cut it's not too much of it can be a bit of an issue 
But never are, have your living expenses to the top tier of your salary just because you want fifty k doesn't mean you should rent someone for ten k a month. Do you get exactly. what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Farmer even said live below your means. I don't know why we're not even live, yeah. live below your means. But maybe all these billionaires have, have you seen their swag? But it's expensive <laughs> though. No, but yeah. the materials are obviously top tier. And plus, you have to understand the industry. Like the NHS and charities pay much lower, but if your responsibilities are more, you have no dependents. You don't have a mortgage that's dependent on that salary. Is it really going to kill you to take five k less? Um, take five k less for a year, or even two, and then you can even demand sixty five. Do you get what I mean? So it it depends. Yeah. All right. Um, for those coming out of university, let's uh let's drop a hypothetical and let's say like you had to. You were you were employing and you were looking for recent graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you look for in a, an ideal candidate coming out fresh out of university? So let's say 21, 22, computer science graduate. Um, hobbies. Oh. What really? do you do in your spare time? How much do you love tech? Is it just you went to uni and do it? Do you have any websites to show me? What kind of tech podcasts do you listen to or stuff that you watch? And um, I'll ask him in the interview process to create a project for me. Any language of your choice doesn't have to be right or wrong. I'll then ask you. I'll then ask you what language don't you know, and then I'll give you an. I'll give you a template to code on with that language. I don't expect you to get it right, but it's more so about the thought processes. How do you use the resources around you? How shy, shy are you not to ask a question? Do you know what stuff like that? And I think a lot of graduates I've met that come out of tech, they have a very like proud attitude, where it's like they they, they don't want to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but just know that there isn't an issue with asking questions. It's how you ask. So there's a difference between going, oh, do you know how to do this? And sorry, I literally heard you say this in a meeting. Apologies for being silly. Do you want a coffee? Can you just go through that again? You're still asking how you've done it, but it's just the way you come across. And especially as a person of colour, when you ask a question, people automatically assume that you're lazy, that you don't listen, you're not as smart. So what I've learned, I've been burnt by, I had to change the way I asked. So that's what I would say for graduates. Just um, really focus on your perception don't get caught slipping and um, make sure that tech is included in your hobbies as well. I find it very, very interesting because a lot of, like when we came out, we don't actually try and, they don't educate you in a way that it forces you to be able to ask a question if you don't understand. Mm. So like at my job, they kind of tell you that you need to be able to fail very fast because if you're doing something, you need to be able to learn from it quickly. So it means that if you don't know something, you should be willing to ask questions to understand it very quickly. Very quickly. But I've done sales training, so my, first career was in sales mm. so um obviously I'm quite a salty person my mentor actually says that's actually the one most important skill to have sales ability to sell. everyone if you graduate I say every graduate take a job in sales even if it's something you're doing part-time take a job in sales it will change your life the art of negotiation how to assimilate how to be a chameleon how to understand people's body language and certain psychologies how to play on your weaknesses people think you're too young for the job cool how old is your daughter? Oh, my daughter's just the same age as you. Oh, wow. Like, do you know what I mean? I just play the game. Hmm. Scary world out there, kids. <laughs> um, scary world. You come across to me as someone that likes autonomy and just doing things on your own independently. But yeah. How big are you on collaboration? Do you like collaborative projects? And what um, do you know what? Um, I do like collaborative projects, but at the same time, um, I used to really like collaborative projects, but then I realised that I was working in a group of people that had autonomy, but I always had to be tracked where I was. And I think that's because of lack of trust. So now, 
I always enforce autonomy wherever I am, unless it's like a security breach, to show that I can be trusted and I don't want to be seen as lower than anyone. So I'm willing to collaborate, I'm willing to humble myself and um, have co-checks over or blah, blah, blah. Teamwork does make the dream work, but at the same time, maybe because I've got like a baby first and look quite young, if I collaborate too much, people automatically assume that you're like leaning on them. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a weird balance. I think AI is going towards automation where it is, but I think it's being held back by ethics. Until we sort out ethics, then I don't really think AI would go anywhere. That's interesting. No, I want, can you like elaborate in any given way concerning that? Because when you're saying it's being held back by ethics, like in what sense? Like um, we like driverless cars. Do we yeah. have the cybersecurity model to kind of like protect us from hackers? Yeah. We like um, yeah. driverless cars, but who are? What is the mindset of the people that are coding it? They look at the economy. Have we tackled racism? Have we yeah. tackled homophobia or sexism? We've got people that are coders that are racist, sexist, homophobic. So, if these are the minds of the people that are going to be controlling what can control us, then are we really ready for AI? And I think that's what's kind of holding things back. I think we can have. I think even now, especially like working in DevOps, a lot of the times they say they're using AI, but it's just cool Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just automation. Like it's not. I'm sorry because when you because you said this earlier, and I was thinking to myself, isn't there a way to actually like have a vetting process that would stop people from being able to code whatever they think should be right or isn't there anything that can be done to combat yeah. people just coding as yeah. but then it, it's I think there is stuff done but it has to be based on a neutral law yeah. and obviously a neutral law has to be kind of agreed with anyone so for, for right now um, homophobia in the workplace is absolutely barred so it will be okay to because everyone agrees with that do you know what I mean so it's, I think it depends on what's being agreed and plus I think it's money as well I think it's resources um, I think there's only maybe a specialised handful of people that can actually like properly build an AI intelligent system mm. so then but because there's not a lot of people that do that you end up having like maybe 10 best people in the world and paying them 5k a day yeah. <laughs> that's what actually happens that's yeah. what actually happens so maybe we should start doing grassroots mm-hmm. mm. well, that's what you actually do with the schools isn't it well, that's what they're trying to do now the kids that are coming up now are way smarter than us in theory because they already start P- coding in primary school yeah. Right, yeah yeah they've started well in advance my sister's yeah. like look what i done i coded this game it's not working i don't know let me try it she's like no you did that it's like <laughs> 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 that's a break you're like <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> it's actually wild i don't understand because if they're already starting at that age where are they going to be by the time they get to 16, 17, 18? Mm. The age of five coding. I work with a lot of students, and there was one guy that his dad is a developer, 16, and he's doing his master's in artificial intelligence. His dad is or the boy is? His dad is a developer. But the boy is 16 and he's doing his master's in um, artificial intelligence and what? he's gone to Silicon Valley to talk about his startup that he's made. Hey, <laughs> what am I doing? There's money to be made. <laughs> exactly. So when people, like, anybody will probably assume my salary, I'm thinking, do you know what? 
knowing that I've known AI since 2011, I'm 27 now, I should be a millionaire. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what is my time doing? So I feel if I come up with a startup idea, I definitely think it could blow still. Mm. But that's like any industry, man. You look at football and how young yeah. they are. It's, it's like anything. The young yeah. child growing up. Um, Everybody's sticking their lane in there, but these boys gone to Silicon Valley to pitch his startup. <laughs> Start up. And it's so mad that they chose me to like mentor him. I'm like, me? Are you sure? Because. Because I just love tech and I've always been in it. Yeah. When I talk about stuff like, oh, yeah, releases and deployment of Octopus and that, I find it wild that people are willing to pay me a day rate of, like, £600 to do it because I don't go to work feeling like it's work. Mm. I don't have to think about what I'm doing because it's, like, one, two, three for me. So, But obviously, it's quite complicated, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's so mad to me. I just think, wow, people don't actually know this shit. <laughs> I used to think I was, like, from another planet. But then my mum was East African. I know that means you're rich.